All right. Here we are with Lizzie Rose of Lizzie Rose Media. Welcome. Um, Lizzie is a fashion photographer and model, and she's also an advocate for self-love and self-celebration. And I first was uh, introduced to Lizzie's artwork through Instagram several, several years ago, and it was through a photo shoot that you did in collaboration with Warrior Within Designs and Mystic Fables, and out in the desert, and it was just colorful and beautiful, and I remember looking at that, and, and it listed you as a photographer, and I looked at your page, and I was instantly obsessed, and after following you for a short amount of time, I was like, we are friends. We would totally be friends in real life. It was probably kind of like a creepy stalker thing to <laughs> think and do, but that's what I did. And so the first time that I saw you in person, I knew it was just a matter of time also because of the types of events that we were going to and what we were doing. Um, I saw you backstage at Dirty Bird Campout and you just come out of the shower and I saw you through my tent and I like ran over like a fangirl <laughs> and introduced myself and I was like, hi, you know me, Ruthie from the internet and you <laughs> graciously remembered, said that you did at least <laughs> and, and then I let you go and then uh, several months later, during Electric Forest, I saw you again um, backstage again, and I walked up to you once again being like, hi, remember me from the internet? And um, once again, you were very nice, and within minutes, Lisa also walked up, yeah. and <laughs> um, you agreed to frolic into the forest with us, and the rest was kind of history after that, and it has been such an honor to be able to work with you and bring you on as one of the instigators for several events and just get to know you more. Um, and I think that I remember you telling me about Electric Forest kind of being a really big part of your creative journey with this whole thing. And I think since um, that is kind of where we got a good start, I think that would be a great for you place for you to kind of start talking about how you got started. Yay. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate the walk down memory lane. It's like <laughs> memory lane is one of my favorite places to wander. Um, and another is definitely electric forest. Um, I've been to like five electric forests. I don't know if that ages me as a mother. <laughs> it just might. Um, but electric forest is just the most like vibrant, and aesthetically beautiful place and so it just makes sense for a photographer who does what I do to be there and to to shoot there and it's always just been one of those places that elevates me in some way mm -hmm. um, like whether it's a conversation that's had there that opens up an opportunity or it's working for a brand that flew me out for my first ever gig that like transported me to a new place and like took me there to like complete a project for them um, or if it's like meeting somebody like you who like opens up many more doors there's just some places that are like portals to uh, you know new chapters and new levels and 
that's definitely one for me it's just like it's this really cool fusion of like aesthetics and like lighting and energy and it's just like in the middle of the country like it's nowhere near (laughs) our west coast like stomping grounds it's it's no I don't know it's just like one of those special little vortexes um but I'm super thankful for all the work that I've created there, the art I've created there, and the people that um, I've gotten to meet there, including the both of you mm-hmm. and that amazing first night that we had. Yeah. Um, so, super but, magical. Ended, ended portal because I definitely feel that as well. Yeah. It is just a magical vortex of like beautiful art. And yeah, opportunities like and relationships have just blossomed. I know for all of us there. Totally. It's an electric portal. Electric portal. Yeah. I'm there's just some places where like lessons are learned. You yeah. know, and they're not always like sometimes they're hard and sometimes they're like exciting and sometimes they bring like mm. art out of us and sometimes they bring like hard lessons. I, I don't know. It's just, you know, I'm thankful for those spots and it's important to figure out like, where are those places for you? Where do you find creativity? Do you find it like around people? Do you find it in solace? Do you find it at a certain place, like at the beach or in the forest Mm -hmm. or while camping? Just like cultivating this like creative zone for yourself to have those changes and to feel comfortable with them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Lizzie, can you tell us about the beginning of your creative journey being a fashion photographer? What did that look like for you? Or actually, did your creative journey start earlier? Because I don't know Um, what earlier creative stuff was like before fashion. We'll take it back. We'll take it back to the womb. (laughs) 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 Probably the best place to start. Yeah, I've always been like a little drama queen. Uh, I moved a lot growing up. My family, my dad was in the army. So I moved pretty much every 10 months to two years to three years. We were never in a space longer than three years. Um, And so what that means for an army brat or military kid is that you spend a lot of summers alone and that means you have a lot of imaginary friends and you really like to read and you have to make your own fun and I feel like creativity at its core is making your own fun or like making something that has like potent meaning for you and so I always kind of had to fill in those blanks for myself Um, and then I went to Arizona for college I was studying to become a journalist. I was in the journalism school there and managed to sneak in my last semester of photojournalism class. Um, Prior, I was like, am I going to go the reporting route or, you know, the broadcast route? But thankfully, I squeezed in that photojournalism class and I found it was something I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So I started taking graduation photos, like the the cap in the air, the, you know, the the glitter, (laughs) glowing the glitter. (laughs) Um, so cheesy, but I gotta say that's the roots of like people starting. People love to, like, that. Pose but that's like, people. That was like one of those crossroads moments of like, what if you didn't take that photojournalism class? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. I was like, this is fun. I remember saying like, I want to create positive media. Like, so many assignments on like report the news, like mm-hmm. what tragedy happened in Phoenix. You know what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, report. I don't know. It just was like there's like. This, I think uh, if you look at your, 
If you look at your Instagram page, it's very positive media. <laughs> yeah, positive media, media. And like by positive, it's not like ignoring that negative exists. It's just like potent yeah. media maybe or like yeah. media that's like it en- enriches your soul in some way. And so I remember saying mm-hmm. that and I like a teacher was like, yeah, positive media doesn't sell. And I was like, I, f- I bet it fucking will. <laughs> I'll make it sell. Uh, mark my words, sir. <laughs> I will talk about you in a Zoom interview someday. And I will, <laughs> I will, I will have moments. Um, and here we are. Positive so. psychology became a thing. Like when positive psychology was first introduced. Yeah, like I think a lot of like in our culture, we haven't realized how most of our like, models are based on things being wrong and that is like mm. not really very like helpful and enriching and and it's not you gotta like spiritually bypass the things that are wrong like you can still address them but like not place your entire focus always on everything being messed up and I think that our culture is shifting towards that and maybe that's like yeah. lady role maybe you're I mean you are for sure like riding that wave right now but maybe you <laughs> hit it at like the perfect time because I feel like yeah. it is changing in a big way like that. I love that. Maybe it's not so much like focusing about problem solving, but like creating so much of this goodness that it naturally like solves some of the problems that like trickles down like this ripple effect. Um, And so like that was like a conversation I remember being very like potent and then moving into the festival space. I just wanted to be there. I wanted to be at events and I found out that I could go for free if I went as a journalist and I brought my camera and so I started shooting DJs and people dancing and just like the culture and lifestyle of festivals and eventually I realized like if I'm going to make this into you know my living if I'm going to make this into something I do it needs to be sustainable and so I recognized that there was a niche of the market that was untapped and it was this bridge between the vendors and the fashion that was there and so potent at events and not really showing up online. And so if you go back four or five years ago, there was not that like connection really. There was like maybe two or three brands that sold things online um, that were like very well known, but everyone else were just these creators and, you know, people who are amazing at their craft. Um, And so I realized that there was like this space here for somebody to focus on fashion. Um, which just slowly became my entire world and my entire brand and my entire platform. And so it was just naturally through that that I was able to collaborate with different models and brands. And I just like really got hungry and I went after it. Like I went after it um, because it inspired me and excited me and it felt natural. It was the natural trajectory of that journey. Um, And so that, took up a lot of the last few years and now I've gotten into the space of realizing I'm responsible for the advertisements that people are seeing and why does nobody look like me in these advertisements and so there just kind of like trickle affected into more of the modeling work when I started to like place myself into that space and so it's been like a very interesting building journey but I'm excited to see what the drop sounds like. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like also for anyone that hasn't been to a festival, which would be surprising, but if you've somehow come across this and don't really know about festivals, festival fashion is like, especially I think in the U.S. compared to other places, I don't know, that's just like what I've heard, but um, it is really like this amazing opportunity for those who want um, to feel liberated to express themselves in 
however they want. Like, I would say it's really common to see, you know, things that are ranging in like exposure of skin where maybe in normal real life that would be like dangerous or scary or just like unacceptable or colors and textures. Like, uh, and I know for all of us, it's turned into our life outside of festivals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just there but but um yeah there is like amazing artistry in how patrons choose to adorn themselves and then the vendors are making these really beautiful outfits so yeah I can mm-hmm. just want to attest that there is so much awesome stuff there and whenever you come across these festival fashion instagrams now I personally am like whoa, whoa. yeah like holy yeah. shit these people totally. are like so majestic, like from another dimension, like some type of science fiction fantasy that now I want to be a part of. So I want to yeah. be a part of. Yeah, it like, gives you totally. this crazy permission to like step outside of your, you know, potentially boring day-to-day life and like really like enrich it with whatever kind of, um, you know, themes and um, I was going to say fantasy, but it could be fantasy or whatever, like whatever inspirations you want to pull from that that exists there and Lizzie captures them yeah, and like, it makes it even more magical. Like what corner of your uh, interest and soul is like wanting to be expressed, but was pre- previously repressed, like mm-hmm. dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Like what, this, what is this like safe space to be like whatever, yeah. like aesthetic representation I feel like inside. And it's like mm-hmm. so cool to be able to like play a character. And it's like, so festivals are so like, they've gotten so popular as a space of like this, like, you know non-judgment or like this like space where we can play and I think that fashion and play like there's so many parallels between them um and it's like just having the space to try on a different you and to be like maybe not a different but maybe a more realized you or you know it's just like it's it's special and through that expression like maybe you'll learn something about yourself you know you can like like I feel like fashion and clothing is so healing because it just like puts you in your superhero costume for like the adventure that you're gonna have that day like I do that every day like how do I want to feel today what am I gonna wear like what kind of superhero am I gonna be today when I go get my coffee from the (laughs) deli down the street (laughs) yeah so like an attitude that I've like had at different points in my life and certainly come across is, and that I don't think is helpful. And I would just love for you to love for you to give your opinion, but that like, sometimes I think people associate fashion with just like superficiality or um, yeah, I think that would be it. Like I was seeing it as something that's like non-essential. These are probably the same people who feel like art isn't important either, but but anyway, <laughs> to someone that might feel like fashion, silly, kind of like a waste of time, why would I, like, why yeah. would I even bother with that? What would you say to that person? Hmm. I would say that it's kind of like to each their own situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, many of us draw creativity from different things. Like, so there's love languages, right? I think there's also, like, creativity languages. There's, like, I need, like, aesthetics. Um, aesthetics inspire me. They make me feel like something on a level that's not like intellectual aesthetics like they even like with art like it it's not so much about the art but it's about the perspective of the viewer Mm -hmm. um 
And I would say those people need to, you know, I, I respect their space and I respect their perspective, but they've clearly never worn a coat that looks right. like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel for them. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe they just draw like inspiration and they draw, you know, they draw meaning through other mediums. Um, and I think it's like any skill or any practice, right? Like we start watching a TV show and we get really into the TV show and we really start to care about the characters and we start to care about the plot and they're just not watching that TV show, but I'm watching and I'm addicted. I'm binging. Um, (laughs) and I also think that like, like, fashion like is so inspiring to me but there's also like the other side right like people who want to be like more minimalistic and they're still expressing through lack of fashion that they care you know it's still like it's still an avenue for them to express themselves if they're thrifting it's still an avenue for them to express themselves if they're only wearing one shirt every day (laughs) um That was such a uh, zen thing, such a zen answer, Lizzie. You're like, basically, we don't say anything to them. (laughs) 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 I'm very, I'm very, (laughs) (laughs) I am fashion Buddha. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, what what do you have time for? What conversations do you have time for? I'm too busy. Uh, That's a great. That's a great question. What yeah. do I have time for? Yeah. Not that question. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be like it might be kind of difficult to sit across the table from somebody who doesn't appreciate art. Oh, uh, I know but, it is. I've I've been I've been around them here and there, yeah. trying to keep it at a minimum. But how lucky exist. are we to how lucky are we to be able to experience art and to be able to feel things and like look at something and have it like strike something in our souls? Like that's lucky. And to be able to make art also yeah. like easily. Because I mean, yeah. I think we all kind of believe that everybody has the capability to make art and be creative. Yeah. But we were able to like easily tap into that or more yeah. easily tap into that. And um I think that is a great gift. Yeah. Like art is like this overflow of like the soul. Like the pot is boiling over, your pasta is ready. Like it just like comes out. It just comes out, and you put it onto a canvas, or you like have to write something, and it's just like it. And but some people like that bubbling just stays here. Um, yeah. And I'm thankful to have that like that ability to put it somewhere, to like put this part of me somewhere, so it can be out there and it can speak to others. Some of the things you've been writing lately are just exquisite <laughs> you i'm speci- i'm speaking specifically of the poem that you wrote about your dead suitcase that <laughs> yesterday should we should we read it yes um yes would you like <laughs> me to read it or would you like to read it i mean i think you should read it because you wrote it and i just i want to hear it with like the emotion uh, that it was written with Cause it's you a sad, to- it's a sad, like goodbye letter. And yes. um, you just want to hear it with my speech impediment. No. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Well, it was less of a poem and more of a eulogy. I like, okay, you're I, I've developed this thing called the anthropomorphic chronicles where it's just a fancy word for, I write eulogies for the things that I have when they die. Like when my car died and when my laptop died, I get, I get a little sentimental, but it's like, <laughs> I, I wrote one for my iPhone that my iPhone four that died back oh in the God. day. <laughs> This could become like a gallery piece at some point. Yeah, because you just have like, photos that accompany all of them. This could be like some. You could have. Like you could have an art show out of this. Lizzie. Yeah, I'm. I'm visualizing that right now. It's yeah. gonna be called people, materialistic. People would pay. People would pay money for this. They'd okay. pay good money, Ruthie. They'd pay, they would pay good, good money. money. That's right. <laughs> Um, well, so the, there's an accompanying photo of me holding the suitcase um, here, and it was taken uh, uh, unknowingly the night before her death. Um, here's my eulogy. Uh, Today, Lil Baby Blue passed away. This suitcase and I have traveled the world together from London to Japan and to every festival, adventure, and plane ride in between. She clutched my clothing and never talked shit about how unorganized my packing style was. She most likely lied for me, saying she was under 50 pounds at the airport <laughs> every time. She was busting at the motherfucking seams. As I passed her to the Southwest agent today, her handle broke off for good, and I heard a final whisper from her. It's my time, Lizzie. Goodbye. <laughs> All other handles and zippers were frayed and worn away, and she was hanging on by a thread. She was the worldly badass bitch, and I will miss her. The final words uttered over her were the Southwest employee exclaiming, I'm going to write hot mess on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Thus adding her to my list of eulogies I write for inanimate objects, or how I call it, the anthropomorphic chronicles. We just happened to take this photo together last night before her final departure. The end. I feel like I'm the girl from Mean Girls who's like, I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> like, they're like, you don't even go here. <laughs> you don't even go here. Oh man, no, you're, you're. I thought I went here, but now I'm not sure. Your delivery was so good. I especially love the pronunciation of motherfucking. <laughs> I never would have written that. I would never would have read that aloud without that prompt. So thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> wow. That was, you know, I mean, maybe you have a future in several types poetry of media. Poetry reading. Lizzie. Like, yeah. I love this at a poetry reading night. That would yes. be hilarious yep. and so yeah. good. I feel like you can yeah. for sure. That one, that one would be called My Baggage. <laughs> my Baggage. <laughs> my baggage <laughs> oh my gosh yes. and I think just like even to write a eulogy about your baggage is such a hilarious thing to do it is um it, <laughs> make your own fun <laughs> yes no you're so good at it. it it's definitely your creative skills are um another really I think creative thing and I don't want to I don't want to blow up this insta but sometimes you post things somewhere that are hilarious screenshots of things that people say to you on the internet since you're a bit of a public figure and um <laughs> your commentary on these things are is just about like the wittiest stuff that i can come up with 
and Aww. I find it extremely entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just I feel like there's always kind of this inner commentary going on and it's like typically pretty like admiring of like the nuances or like the small things about like the, the funniest thing in the world is real life and the funniest thing in the world is like these like small things that often go unnoticed yeah and I just I like to take a little moment to laugh at those things and um I, I don't know the, the world just we, plays with my brain in a funny way <laughs> we've been talking about the the voices in our head um in, <laughs> <laughs> in some of our episodes <laughs> and um uh, it is really cute that you kind of explain it that way because now I'm I'm visualizing like just this like really really witty hilarious like version of you one of your egos in there that like <laughs> says all of this very funny shit but realistically it probably comes from all of your egos I that bet they're all like, funny <laughs> man I, a lot is becoming clear to me right now because I decided that my nickname was going to be Lizzie and the Lizzie McGuire show it's like her living her life in this tiny like animated Lizzie like just reacting to the whole world yeah. in her head <laughs> like is yep. that what's going on in here um yeah but a lot of times I can't like if I'm just sitting here I don't hear that voice which is why I need to like express it I need to like write something so that like mm -hmm. I think that's why like journaling is such like a powerful thing right because we have mm -hmm. the, all these feelings but like until we like write them do we really know exactly what, like I'm a visual person I need to see things I need yeah. to see them in front of me so I think that that's like a really cool like way to let that voice have a voice in this world yeah also it like slows things down too because i yeah. think when there's stuff going on in your head it's like for me like <laughs> like really like zipping around it's crazy but when you're writing your hand can only go so fast so it helps yeah. to really get everything orderly and sometimes you know when it's still stuck in your head like it could be some really crazy shit that but it doesn't feel concrete but when you write it down you're like hey yeah no in fact i was tripping <laughs> i indeed was tripping all sources point to i was tripping <laughs> wow <laughs> i i agree with that do you ever like you ever like go to journal or write something down and you're like wow i haven't used a pen in a really long time yeah like, like my hand not even like, good anymore write, write some cursive for sport <laughs> just just to brush up on it you know yeah. Yeah. still got it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the cursive z is still a point of confusion for me i never that never made sense yeah yeah i mean nobody ever really did it mm -hmm. yeah just write like a normal z like yeah. stop the music Z. Just a little curl. <laughs> yeah. See, I had I had to face it because Lizzie has two Z's <laughs> in oh. it. Oh yeah. Like, oh. You yeah, had to, you had to get like, good at that shit. Yeah. So like everybody be like make an acronym. So I'd be like a uh, lovely, interesting, zesty, and zany. <laughs> My life has been ruled by those Z's. I must be zesty and zany. What is zany? I did not have many options, girl. Zealot was the first word that came to my mind. And it's not what was? Zealot. Like a religious zealot. I don't know. <laughs> See, I would have had a challenge to come up with more Z adjectives. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> zero <laughs> zero. <laughs> did you have to do a lot of name acronyms growing up i never i don't remember doing this you know what I can, there was this one plate we decorated a plate and i think we had to put things we liked on it and like an acronym it was a cute little project except for i was like such a little leo i'm like the color purple singing acting like uh, like just mirrors like I'm gonna be a star <laughs> I don't know <laughs> back at that version of myself and I'm just like girl <laughs> you no will wonder. be zesty yet <laughs> you just wait, <laughs> you wait. <laughs> I will make a zesty one out of you yet <laughs> when life gives you lemons Make it zesty. Zest those bitches. Zest, zest very in my life, actually. I'm just having a little tiny microplane. Well, Trying some... to get my citrus game up to the next Oof. level, you know? Yes. Anyone hearing this, add a little zest to your life today. <laughs> so, Lizzie, I would love to hear about your journey in modeling more and kind of showing yourself on your page that transition and um, I know you we've talked some about a lot of the brands that you were shooting for didn't have um, bigger clothes and you that you've changed that and I think you've kind of like revolutionized things a little bit mm -hmm. so um, I want to hear you talk about that some okay um so i basically kind of like lit on fire with this um fashion photography and for like the first two years i like didn't even really notice um some like limitations there but i did like wish that i could wear the things that i was shooting um and eventually i got my first warrior within jumpsuit and i hung it on the wall and I said to my, oh, I didn't even try it on. I hung it on the wall and I said, like, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to like, mm -hmm. you know, someday I, w I will wear this. Someday I'll fit into it. And I didn't even try it on. And like, like a month later, I just like put it up there and was like staring at it. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll try it on. And I like put like one leg in each of the holes, like pulled it up, started zipping it and it fit me. And I was like, it, like, I didn't even think I was worthy of trying it on. Like I didn't even attempt because I had been hurt in so many dressing rooms before, like, um, and I didn't even give it a chance. And that was kind of like the first moment where I realized like there was probably more possibility than I was recognizing. And so I texted Jen, the owner of Warrior, and I asked her if she would dress me for lightning in a bottle that year. And it turned out that a lot of their stuff in XL like, did fit, um, but I just wasn't taking those risks. Like I didn't think that I could do it. And mm -hmm. so from there, like it opened up a whole new kind of world of possibility for me because before I had always been interested in fashion, but it was like piecing together things from like fast fashion places or like, like big stores and just trying to like get by and do really cool makeup. But like, yep. this like totally opened up a new avenue when I realized like I could make things work. I just had to get like innovative about it. And so I started learning how to dress my body so that I would feel comfortable. Um, and 
more and more just like the brands that I was working with you know I just wanted to wear them so I started asking like the great thing about small brands is a lot of times they are willing to do custom work you know there's so many individuals and so many like creators they just haven't had an opportunity to create something for a body like mine and it's not a shame thing because like it's hard to make bigger sizes it's hard like people carry their weight differently it's like a whole different design you know um and so as I started working with more and more brands I started like truly deciding that I was worthy of adorning myself of dressing myself up and this is why I think that fashion is healing because it's making this decision like just like decorating your house or like keeping your room clean it's making this decision to decorate this vessel that brings you to all the places in your life and that started like really inspiring me and so when I moved away from Vegas I about two years ago this new chapter of my life I just like really kind of started creating art that featured myself as well and I started to understand how there needed to be somebody like me in front of people and it, and it hurts sometimes because like people aren't used to seeing somebody like me and so like they'll say mean things or like something like somebody who's not good with themselves or like doesn't understand like will like say something hurtful and I just I understood that I needed to make myself vulnerable in order to make change like I need to be visible and that has become a whole new road for me of like you know, I need to do this so that other people feel okay as well. Um, and I'm so thankful for all the brands that I work with. There's so many that are, you know, starting to do bigger sizes and are uh, starting to starting to just be open. Like all the brands that have dressed me, like Jay Valentine, like Relita Couture, like Mystic Fables, even with the amazing harnesses, like just not even just brands that like they made something to fit me, but brands that have like, supported me and like created amazing accessories I'm just like life is so much more juicy this way and so I started realizing the importance of pairing like not just a photo of me but like like what if I talk from like my heart like about what it's been like to be this then it's not just like about body positivity anymore it's about anybody who's ever felt ostracized or different or on the outside of what was acceptable like it, it like reaches them as well and that's why like these concepts of ripple effects are powerful this ripple effect like if like I'm both like the rock and the ripple I'm both like sturdy here and also like affecting people I don't even know um and so it's kind of you know disheartening sometimes and it has its ups and downs but it's like it's been powerful work for me to accept myself and every time i like model or post or create something it's another step for me in accepting myself so it's just like a public journey i guess at this point yep yeah, yeah there's definitely a lot of hate and mean people on the internet but i think that and they all happen to be pretty vocal but I think that the amount of people that are seeing it that are being affected in a positive way by it are, we can't even count it. Yeah. And, and they're not going to be as vocal about the, the change and the positivity that they feel. Some will, but um, I don't think quite as many. Um, circling back to what you said about dressing rooms, I, there's, there's been this other Instagram account I've been following, Danae Mercer, 
don't know if either of you follow her. Um, you both should go check her out. Um, she has is like another kind of body positivity Instagram account, but she is smaller. Um, she kind of has like a really thin uh, stomach from the front, but she has like a lot of stretch marks and some cellulite on her legs. And that's like her thing. Mm -hmm. And she just like posts all about it every single day. But she posts a lot of stuff that are like, um, she can pose and like with the right lighting and everything and make mm -hmm. everything look really good like an influencer but then yeah. she'll like pose just like relax and like show you what it really looks like and and then just kind of like deconstruct all of that and she mm -hmm. deconstructs like all of these different like poses and hacks and things but in like a very positive way she's like to anybody who does this like go you you know like yeah. you do you but you know just know that like the internet is not real um yeah. but she did a youtube video that I watched the other day that was talking about dressing rooms and how, how horrible dressing rooms are and why they're so horrible. And one of the main reasons was because of the top down lighting mm -hmm. and how it just like will cast shadows on like every lump and bump and thing and that you don't really want to be seeing in a dressing room. And like the I, best lighting for dressing room would be kind of like these lights we have here. That's just like a light from the mirror coming out at you. The lighter on the um, why do they yeah. do that? Like, don't you want me to feel good in your clothing? That's, that's what she was saying. And in in she was like, I don't, I, she thinks she was surprised that there's not like a, basically a consulting agency that like goes around to like help these stories have better dressing rooms because like, is yeah. if somebody, if, if she said some stat apparently, like if somebody goes into a dressing room, there's seven, there's a 70% chance that they're going to buy that item. Totally. So it's like, you know, they're almost there. Now they just have to look good in the item. But yeah. No, we're going to make yeah. that impossible. <laughs> uh, I, I like that you said like she like posts these kind of more unperfected moments because like comparison uh -huh. truly is the, the thief of joy. Like am I comparing my everyday experience to the cherry picked moments mm -hmm. of somebody else's life? Like those finely Absolutely. edited like yeah. peak moments, you know? I'm mm -hmm. I'm comparing my lows to somebody else's highs and that's not fair because like mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's it's contrasting. It's, it's, honestly it's been a very helpful account because a it's helped me learn to pose better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and funny. b it's just like kind of deconstructing some of the stuff that is just a really good constant reminder and mm -hmm. you know we kind of all grew up in the time of 17 magazine that those were our influencers, you know, mm -hmm. and, and those were all, you know, airbrushed and retouched and photoshopped and, and that's what, you know, we grew up like looking at and comparing ourselves against as far as the standard of things to look at. And we didn't have Instagram accounts that were like, Hey, by the way, all this shit's fake. And hey, yeah. it's cool. Like do it. But by the way, like, it's all just lighting mm -hmm. and posing and mm -hmm. angles. And you and like bring up this concept of like just deconstruction and it's like you say that the haters are, are like the trolls are like more vocal than the people that like are changed but the people that are changed often don't realize that it's happening they're just mm -hmm. seeing it like piece by piece and becoming more mm -hmm familiar with things that are like different or outside their bubble and so like those like familiar things don't bubble up and come back to you the same way 
Um, And even the people who have something nasty to say, like, they're still seeing it. Like, they're still getting more and more used to it, too. And so that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Troll on troll. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, thank you for, like, everything that you just said and, like, all of the work that you've been doing, Lizzie, because, first of all, I've just had, like, goosebumps the whole time. And I know that, um, like, the place that I grew up in, most of the girls that I knew growing up, growing up, um, I would say we, like, all had some degree of, like, eating disorders um, or just, like, constant, like, body dysmorphia, I think, is an across-the-board experience of being a woman in this country. And I think, like, just acknowledging that this is like a system that we've been indoctrinated into and like in the last episode we were talking about how like racism is a system that we've been indoctrinated to that we are participating in sometimes unconsciously often unconsciously and just in a similar way not the same at all but and it still yeah. in the category of pervasive things that we may not realize that we are being indoctrinated into with media primarily with this of like hating your body and constantly wanting it to be smaller and thinner and like luckily this is changing a lot but I think like especially like my friendship with you has been so enriching and like following other people similar to you on the internet like it really feels like watching you gives me permission to like accept myself more um like seeing you I'm just like wow like I don't really know what I'm doing actually and like (laughs) when I'm like being like hard on myself and I know that that's something that a lot of people do and so just like remembering and knowing that like you can give yourself permission to celebrate your body and that it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And in fact, that these messages that are like promoting you to be at war with yourself and at war with your body never go away. Like they, it doesn't, well, never go away in the sense that it doesn't matter how thin you might become, like you will still constantly have this like complex in your head um because like totally. how you're practicing living your life is how you are and um yeah so i think like zooming out and understanding that this is a part of like this larger hugely problematic and toxic like societal thing that we have and primarily you know when it's like angled towards women and i'll just focus on that because we are all women um in this conversation <clears throat> that it's like a source of power and control and if you hate yourself or are constantly like at war with your body and feeling like there's something wrong with you and feeling like you need to make yourself smaller and smaller and smaller so that you don't like inconvenience anyone or make anyone uncomfortable or god forbid you know shine too bright then you are like so easy to control and manipulate and keep in this tiny small neurotic box where the opposite like and I feel like you are such like a light, like a beacon of this is like just allowing yourself to like grow and become like as big and bright and shiny and colorful or furry or whatever, like all of the <laughs> textures that you want to like adorn yourself in as possible. And it just feels like this beautiful celebration. And I, yeah, I just. Thank you. Thank wow. I, I like something that came up for me when you're talking is that like when you bravely like radiate your authentic you know energy like your authenticity like your radiance Mm -hmm. like 
you give other people permission to do the same. Like if I take up space, like it's not that there's less space for you. It's that you might also take up space and there's enough space for us to take up space. There's so much space, Um, everybody. Like you can can grow as much as you'd like, and then we could make more space. Like, or you need to make it. It just is there. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like it's also important to note that like when I'm like, speaking about these you know struggles or i'm speaking about what i'm going through like a lot of times like i don't have it figured out i'm not coming from this place of like i've reached total happiness with myself (laughs) i'm like going through the throes of like trying to like like Mm -hmm. find self-worth and self-love like within myself and like i always used to like it's like a lot of reframing perspective like i would just like my heart would lament like why me like why is this my -hmm. journey why is this something that can't be ignored like you know like i you know genetically or like through like habit and like the systems and patterns like why like why me and it was this like kind of victimization and then like Mm -hmm. as I got older I'm like how can I like use those words like why me like why is this my journey what is like what is the the message in the mess like why me why is this like Like, why is this my message like what am I supposed to learn and how can I process it in a way that others might be inspired and teach me things too like people who like respond with their comments and Mm -hmm. they talk about like their experiences too I'm like wow maybe I'm not so alone in this little like bubble maybe like you know and there's there's strength in that and there's learning in that and yeah it's rephrasing of that like what Mm -hmm. is what is the message like what is this thing that tugs at your heart so hard that you have to speak about it you have to learn it you have to overcome it Yes. And I am still figuring that out each day. I do not yes. have the answers. But. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a part of it being like the system that we're indoctrinated in is that like that like software is like installed in your brain. And even if you're like, you know, doing all this beautiful work, it still is going to kind of like flare its head sometimes. Like I know for myself, and this is like a question that I have for both of you, but like I, I can... I honestly, it makes me want to cry thinking about how much time I've spent in my life looking in the mirror and being like, like, like looking down and just like critiquing and being like, oh, I look like a little bit more this way today or that way. Anyways, like just really unhelpful, not supportive messages, but something that I've started doing and I'm curious if you guys have anything similar is if I look in the mirror and like, oh, you don't look good. And I'm like, like do like the ugly usually laughing like okay damn bad well let's make it worse <laughs> i'm not like other girls <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like do some like hunched over troll face and then it makes oh my me God. laugh actually and then i'm like okay you know what i'm mm. really right now <laughs> Um, I feel like I heard of this like tactic did you learn this somewhere or did did you do you do this what kind of goblin school do they teach you (laughs) (laughs) it's just one of my personalities like joking with the other one (laughs) I um you know what what I actually like this I I can't say that this is something that like I do because I I really just recently started doing this um and it's because I'm oftentimes wearing like a sport 
not wearing a shirt here in Florida. And um, so I'm seeing my stomach all the time in like the mirrors and in passing. Yeah. And, and I had this like thought where I was like, Ugh, you know, and then I just, I stopped and I just looked at it for longer. Yeah. And was like, actually, it's really not so bad. <laughs> you know, like, I like often call the stomach like the the one like unforgivable curve right like people are getting comfortable with a juicy booty like mm-hmm. some titties like thighs thick thighs save the lives but like the stomach is still like let's conceal this let's wear something that cuts at the waist let's not wear something that's tight like mm-hmm. why is that one little pocket different than anywhere else you know, one, um yeah. one guy that i dated made me feel very comfortable about my stomach and he was always like he would he was just like complimented it in this like it's this very like womanly thing to have and I nobody. Your audio is like totally cutting out for me. I don't know if it's yeah. Can you repeat that, Ruthie? Still can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hmm. Um, yeah. I I mean I think that like. It is like a very like powerful like women womanly thing, right? Like it's our like center of like intuition. It's our center of like a gut feeling, a knowing. It's like where like we bring like life into this world. It's like yeah. that connector of portals. And so like why are we ashamed to have this thing? And I am still like that is the thing if my stomach is out in a picture, I won't like it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that is the last hill, like not the last hill because I'm sure there's five more but that is a current hill that's like okay. you know is is hard to climb up and mm-hmm. um it's it's so it's it's interesting like as a source of our power that it needs to be like hidden or made smaller um that's a really uh, interesting point yeah and probably my back can you hear me there. yes yeah. yeah though I will say I saw this amazing um person on um uh, tiktok who was like, the bigger the fupa, the tastier the chalupa, honey. And I was like, yeah, okay, hell yeah. (laughs) Is my audio back? Yeah. Yeah. Earth to chalupa, you're back. Yay. Um, That's hilarious. (laughs) I actually said it to myself earlier today. Like, I need to repeat it. Like, I don't know. That was nice. Just more positive messages about Mm. the belly. My latest mantra is about a chalupa. <laughs> it's a very spiritual thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for like, as far as like a practice to like reframing that hurtful feeling, right? Like, okay, so when somebody hires me to photograph them, I photograph them, I capture them in the beauty that I see them, this like true muse to me. And then I give them back the photos and sometimes they love the photos and other times like I know the photos are gorgeous, but they have their own pain and they're hurt and they don't like the way that they look in the pictures Um, or like some of them they're like, you know, I don't like this one or this one. And I've started to understand that that 
how many times have you had that initial reaction when you see a picture of yourself? You're like, oh, no, oh, I could never, like, who is that wildebeest? Like, <laughs> um, that initial gut reaction to your photo, like, mm-hmm. what if we sit with that? And, like, I've started to use photos as, like, I, like, provide this little, like, written thing when I give people back their photos. And I'm like, if you, like, are, like, gut reacting, like, to, like, not you know just sit with that and like like look at that photo for a while and instead of finding one overpowering thing that you don't like 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 what do you like about this picture like use this photo as a like growing opportunity use it as a point to like really sit with something and like see yourself and try to see yourself in a different way and like we practicing what we preach is difficult right so I've been saying this for years and then I'm like oh I don't like that picture of me like not my chalupa like blah 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 like, and, and so I like try to again. yeah and so I'm like yeah, how can I apply that to myself and how can I sit with this photo and like heal myself through my perception of this photo how can I show compassion to this picture because how many times have you taken a picture of your friend and you thought they looked super fucking cute and then they were like and you're just like this is the cutest photo of you like Stephanie like what the fuck no I mean I feel like that was most of my childhood like and childhood being like teenage years but like three much yeah from like 16 to 23 I feel like yeah I would I would have like huge anxiety trips of like oh god I can't believe how horrible I look in this photo and like really bring myself down in this big way and then coming back like a couple of years later and being like what the fuck like I look beautiful period like mm-hmm. and I just I wish that like I've mentored um, younger girls at like a camp that I volunteer at. And that's like one big thing that I've told them. Cause I'll, I'll hear a lot of this like self-hatred stuff starting. I mean, again, really early, like, you know, as early as like 10 or so of them just learning this like criticism of themselves and just knowing that you're like torturing yourself and not like unwarranted, like it's being fed to you by the culture. So it's yeah. Not that, I mean, some people, you know, can amplify it more for themselves, but you're not just like stumbling upon it. Like it's, it's kind of intentional, but anyways, Mm -hmm. it just, it sucks to know that you've spent so many years hating yourself, but then like knowing that you were just like beautiful and perfect the whole time, like, and you you could do that. Totally. (sighs) I want to make a commentary on like how when we're younger, it's like demonized to be full of yourself, right? And then, like, she's so full of herself, like, she thinks she's the shit, like, blah, 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 like, you know, you've heard it, like, about, like, people, and then, like, as we get older, like, you know, there's all this advice coming in, like, right, like, fill your cup, fill your cup, I'm like, you want me to fill my cup, but not be full of myself, like, <laughs> where's the line, <laughs> like, um, and I feel like there's a way to, like, you know, be, like, like, it scares people when you're comfortable in your skin, like, that's, like, the oh, last yeah, thing. Yeah, because you can't be manipulated. Because you yeah. already know your worth. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, I don't know. I'd like to challenge everyone to, like, fill up a little bit, you know, fill up the tank. <laughs> fill up and, like, be, be like, be, be full of yourself. yourself. Not in a way that's disrespecting to others. Of course, disclaimer, small print at the bottom. But, like, you know. Like, yeah. We are you know. and so is everyone else. Yeah. Like, know yeah. your worth. Like, can we all just be full cups? <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 I love that practice too of reminding people like to sit with photos. Cause normally like I've, I've realized this about myself. So now when I take photos, I usually just like, if I look at them and I'm like, and I'll just like step away and stop looking like, like yeah. circle back in a little bit once I've like calmed down and then I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm feeling more reasonable now. This looks good, but it is interesting. I, I like this idea that you're proposing of just sitting with and noticing like the, you know, like the blaring red lights in totally. I, I'm like still not totally at peace with myself and using that as a moment for self growth. It's such like a panic moment, right? Yeah. Like they might see that I'm not really like, they might see I'm not cute. <laughs> right? That's something I've been realizing lately too. Like if I wear a thing and I'm fixating on my belly or whatever perceived flaw that I think that I have, I'm like, oh, what if other people notice? And then yeah. like, Lisa, they see you all of the time. They, already, <laughs> they see your body. Like this they is know a mystery. What you they know what you look like. Like you're not going to surprise anyone right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think cause you know, like you don't, all, you're not always looking at yourself from all the angles. Like, you know, yeah. you see yourself when you're in a mirror, but whenever you're with people, they, they see you and it's like, well, you're in their life and they love you and they accept you. Yeah. So like it's already done. It's and good. what's like the spectrum of how we've seen each other, like ourselves, right? Like we've looked in a mirror, yeah. we've seen a photograph we've been on a zoom call or we've like seen a video of ourselves, but like mm-hmm. all of those things like are most likely not candid. Like we don't know what we look like when our eyes light up with excitement. Like truly, mm-hmm. we don't know what we look like when we're like looking lovingly at something. Like we don't know what we look like when we're passionate, when we're like on fire talking about something. Like we don't know even the best versions of ourselves. Like we don't know those like most authentic like beautiful beautiful expressions and uh, that's really powerful like uh, we see this of everyone else and we only see like the the way that we manufacture our image in the mirror or like what we see back in a camera and Mm -hmm. I think that's really powerful (laughs) wow Lizzie damn Mm -hmm. (laughs) mic drop (laughs) yeah all right well we'll just end it now (laughs) (laughs) and that's it folks i don't think (laughs) let me let me grab my computer charger really quick okay (laughs) so um i think you were sharing something whenever your mic was messing up ruthie about um, oh um it was about the belly and it was a guy that i dated in the past and he really like you know a complimented uh like having a some sort of belly because it's like the womb space and that's like a woman feminine thing to have and so it made me feel very comfortable about it we'll take more men like that yeah i've met one i've met one yeah (laughs) well if you're listening take notes hello 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 she's back Lizzie, how has the pandemic affected your creativity? Uh, Her. (laughs) I feel like for a little bit, um, I had to take some time. I had to take, I took a good deep rest for like the first two months. I was feeling 
a lot of like shame because I was seeing people around me doing live videos and Zoom classes and being so into innovative. And I was like, creative. I am, I am potato. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. I lost my mojo for a little bit there. Um, and it was helpful to be part of things like, you know, with the instigators, with, you know, this like new ways. I was talking to people like a lot more that I ha like didn't get to spend time with in a virtual space because we're all so busy. Yeah. Um, and having like the industry in which I've made my home like completely non-existent for this summer, it was like a little like displacing, but I was able to like create some more space for like where I don't know it's different different trajectories I think because typically I would be at the same like these six events like shooting back to back the summer would go by in a flash it would be awesome and fun and I'd make lots of art and meet people and things would happen but like this was like a unique space to like evaluate and to decide like where do I truly want to go um and I'm really thankful for that also able to like support my friend and her artistry um, mm -hmm. on a big project that took about two months the last two months um, my friend Marina Feeney has been working on a project um, yeah what yeah. were y'all doing because I saw a lot of amazing photos and videos <laughs> y'all in a van with a lot of furry rainbow yes. great items that just made me want to yes. like jump in there like what were y'all doing <laughs> some twisted psychedelic version of the the magic school bus and miss frizzle <laughs> was ready to drive um so we had to go uh collect some of her art from a gallery that was closing in chicago and of course with giant art um it's not so easy to stick it in usps like <laughs> with a signing order and so we drove from Joshua Tree like through Vegas up through Moab Colorado like to Chicago to pick up this art and then we came down through uh, like the south through Texas and Oklahoma and Nebraska and New Mexico to deliver the art to different clients that had bought it um, so it was a time sensitive situation and also so strange to travel during this time just trying to be as safe as we could and I never would have gotten the chance to go on that trip and like I almost said no so many times because like I there was like you know there's this guilt right like I should be working as an entrepreneur I should be like working on my my journey my like what what I my productivity is what I have to offer this world and like yes maybe mm -hmm. some space like it was like the first time in a long time where I didn't have the guilt of I should be doing something yeah. Because, like, entrepreneurship is, like, this invisible invisible roadmap, right? There's always more you can do. There's always something else that should be happening. Like, at what point are you content? Like, at what point mm -hmm. do you go to bed and saying, like, I did all I could, you know? And that was an internal battle that I was having. And so just to, like, have those few months where it was, like, a little bit of, like, that guilt subsiding, I feel like, I got like a deep night of sleep. Like mm -hmm. I now I'm like coming back um, the last few weeks I've started uh, new projects are coming up and you know work is flowing to me in a new way and I feel like actually like well rested and ready to handle it. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, like sometimes that like taking a break stuff that were like intuitive surprising things that you might not have said yes to ends up like charging your creative battery in a big way and then yeah like like giving you the, 
like nutrients that you need to do other stuff that you might not have connected before. Yeah, definitely. I think that it certainly gave everybody a bit more time to think, right? Or a bit more mm-hmm. time to like feel or have to be like alone with ourselves. And mm. that's a powerful thing. <laughs> I am an agent of distraction. I love to distract myself. <laughs> I feel that. Mm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and so beautiful. So she like has these sculptures that she's shown in different galleries. Is that right? Cause um, she's an installation artist. So like all of yeah. these things in the window, I don't know if you can see, I have all yeah. these kind of like, Hanging guys, she made these. Um, she makes plexiglass art and also is an installation artist and creates like little worlds. And so there was one of those created in Chicago and um, all of the art needed to be picked up. And so we got it and delivered it. And then now she's work, She's art directing the Meow Wolf gift shop in Las Vegas's Area 15 nice. situation. And so it just like feels really good to support a friend and a powerful artist and like another woman. Yeah. Yep. And um, to like take that support back and then like maybe like give it to myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just like am very inspired by the women and creators and humans in general around me that are like expressing their inner selves and making like these beautiful spaces for other people to experience their art. Yes. And you've got a lot of really talented creators in your space. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you do. <laughs> a lot of their things everywhere. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I dream of a minimalistic life. I like walk the line between I want a space to make art and to have all my art and an amazing playground for all these beautiful things. And like also like I wish I could be in a van and just wandering <laughs> and creating all over the place. And so maybe there's like a space for both. I like, think I think there is a space for both. Make a rental space that oh. had a premium because it's so <laughs> fucking cool, but also have an inventory of everything that's in there so you can charge people if they decide to take something, which hopefully yeah. <laughs> But then you can be there when you're there and you can Airbnb it out when you're not there. That's what True. I'm thinking for me. Yeah, my room's definitely kind of an installation. So It is. It is. Your, your room, you can check into it. Like, it's a thing. Yes. Lizzie's cloud or something. Oh, it's a rainbow cloud. Yeah. I, I would show you more of it if I didn't just come home from a trip with my suitcases. Brazen. Honestly, what we see with the rainbow array behind you is enough. That's enough. It's enough. enough. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, I believe that it's really important to have, like, a space that reflects who you are and a space that like I'm like I said a very visual person and so I need a nest that like reminds me of all of the good things and like remind like I feel recharged in color and I feel recharged and yeah vibrance. Lizzie I want (laughs) to ask you the question that I know everyone is asking what will you replace your suitcase with? (laughs) You're dying to know. Viewers want to know. I've gotten tweets about it already. <laughs> it's kind of like asking somebody what they're going to replace their pet with. Oh, oh too soon. Too <laughs> soon. Like, I'm, I'm still in mourning. She's kind of close to me. I feel like I could show her to you. Um, I, really, I, I can't really. You haven't buried her yet. It was no, too she's soon. Still, she's, 
her, her handles are flapping in the wind. She could hear me. She could hear me. Yeah, she could hear you, girl. Um, no, but Nordic think, style. You like put her in a little boat and have like a fire. Uh, she still rolls. She still rolls. <laughs> and her handles are broken, so I think. I'm going to fill her with clothes and shoes and stuff and just like drop her off in the tenderloin and the, see like whoever finds it. I'll just put like some warm stuff in it. And I somebody love that, Lizzie. And, uh, it's her Give time. her a new life. Yes. She's going on just to a, different pastures. Put a, a little <laughs> roll of duct tape in there just in case. <laughs> yeah, for real. I'm just going to like leave her with like a note. And, it's, it's like the San Francisco version of putting a baby in the carriage and pushing it down the river. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Go on without me. No without me. Yeah, I think that'll be. I'll just put like oh, some like feminine products in it and like warm stuff for winter and yes. like let her let her go live a new life now. Yes, one furry jacket. One jacket of choice. One, <laughs> one blanket <laughs> yeah so Lizzie I know that your path of becoming a photographer involved a lot of um like it wasn't handed to you like it was something that you like sought out and created and so I guess I'm kind of like creating a leading question right now but just just because we haven't talked about that like everyone know that this wasn't handed to Lizzie she made it on purpose with a lot of effort and attention so you know just given that everyone um what advice might you give to young creatives or so maybe someone that's starting out and would like to do a photography path but perhaps someone that is just interested in creating their own creative lifestyle entrepreneurship moment i think that I think that my biggest uh, kind of thing that has moved my journey along has been like working with many different types of people. I'm generally very curious about people and I'm curious about observing them and like, you know, moving around so much, I was kind of always like dropped into a place and observing it. Um, and so like capturing people in their essences and capturing people in their full selves and like empowered selves like really inspires me and so that in like that passion and that inspiration has become like the lubricant of so much movement mm -hmm. um and yeah that was a good enough reason to use the word lubricant I, I liked think. the use of lubricant um, just then. yeah that was good yeah, <laughs> Um, Way to work, work that in. Yeah. yeah. I, I planned it. I thought of the word prior and I was like, I'm going to slip it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, I think that passion keeps you on track. And sometimes you need to stimulate your own passion. You Like creativity is a muscle like anything else. And you can't just, you know. There are days when you're like, I don't feel inspired. I don't feel creative, but it's your responsibility to set the tone for yourself to feel inspired and creative. Mm -hmm. Put things around you that make you feel joy. Put things around you that like remind you why you're doing this. Um, find your why. Find your why me. Um, and for me, I if my heart isn't in it, it doesn't move easy. It doesn't come easy. And so putting my heart into what I do and just like being, I think being authentic, 
um, has been just what keeps me coming back to my art. And I would say for anybody who wants to follow this kind of path to truly like find your why, start doing, just do as much of it as possible. Just like iron out all the kinks to your art, figure out like what it is that like lights you up. Like, what is it that makes time, like, pass without you even realizing it? What is it that makes you feel like you're in this flow state, like you're connected to your art? And then find the people that want that. Find who it can help. Find what problems your art can solve. Mm -hmm. Or not this problem-solving mindset, right? Like, find what feelings your art can invoke and like create more of it because the world is like dying for your authentic expression of your art the world needs it like it needs it to balance out all of this like hurt and pain like art is a healer art is like art is such like an equalizer and a kind and like loving energy that shows you you are not alone and i think everybody on this planet needs to know they're not alone right now it's like the world needs you the world needs your art and the world needs your authentic expression remember that (laughs) so much and also what i'm hearing in there is a little justification of why it might help you to um invest in some creative fashion interior design choices (laughs) that is really helping to stoke the creativity your environment inspiring (laughs) i definitely support investing in creators like knowing who made your clothing knowing who like like where your money's going like is it going to like you know things made in china that are cheap or is it going to somebody whose like heart is in it and if i wear something that somebody made with their heart in it because the world needed their art and i put it on myself and therefore my art is amplified like that's badass Mm -hmm. but i do recognize that that's privilege these things are expensive and these things Mm -hmm. are like but like put your heart into like how you decorate yourself go to the thrift store find a two dollar shirt and like be proud of that and be Mm -hmm. stoked on it but like you picked it out you found it you did something like good for the environment by doing this like you don't have to have the right uniform to be the superhero um you like i find like whatever medium it is whether it's fashion whether it's poetry like just like you owe it to yourself to express what's inside of you um and so like i recognize that it is a privilege to spend, you know, money on like a handmade or like small business item. Like, yes, I know that the quality will last longer. I know that it'll feel so good to be wearing something that like you feel good about. Um, But it's just about like putting that bit of like bit of heart into everything you do. Like the world is way more juicier when your feelings are involved. (laughs) Intentional. Yeah, intention. That's a better word. Mm. Uh, not better word I mean you had a great word choice also but just a different word thanks Ruby (laughs) (laughs) so cute yeah I wrote down your find your why find your why me and we are definitely making that into a graphic for our Instagram (laughs) (laughs) there was yeah there's a couple of quotes I think that we can quote Lizzie on for that one Mm -hmm. graphic it up Uh, yeah I feel like usually they come out in like long jumbled sentences so that is nice to hear (laughs) that one was concise and it was strong it was very strong potent 
Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. This has been so good. Also, it's 2.22, my time. Aww. Oh, angel numbers raining down on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, is there, is there anything else that we should include that we haven't yet? Well, can you tell us where to find you on the internet and where to support you and how to support you? Yay. Um, So obviously Instagram is a very visual platform. It's where I put a lot of my art. It's where I communicate a lot. I have two of them that are public. (laughs) The first is is, uh, my page, my baby, Lizzie Rose Media, um, L-I-Z-Z-I-E, Rose Media. And the other where you'll find more of me and my modeling photos and just general personality, I think, um, is on Lizzie Rose Hips. Uh, And they're kind of like the two different, like, aspects of me, but two different ambitions and intentions. Um, So I would love if you connected with me there. Um, It would be awesome, too, if you told me you heard this. Tell me where you're coming from. <laughs> Drop a line to let me know you came from the, <laughs> the, the podcast. Was this from Google? Was this from Spotify? I think you yeah. Did you find me from my SoundCloud rapping, or did you say <laughs> my podcast? Oh, I, I should start asking people, how did you find me? How did you find me? <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. and, like the best support is like interaction and comment and like your own personal experience. Um, and I'm available on the West Coast mostly, but I travel a lot. Uh, I live in San Francisco, but I'm in LA frequently, and I also travel to uh, a lot of other places around here. So just like stay tuned and reach out if you want to book something or if you have a cool idea. Yeah. And you're open for like all types of photo shoots, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love all types, like not just fashion. Like I, I've gotten to do some really powerful couple shoots, maternity shoots. Like I just want to feel like a badass shoots. Um, all sorts of things. Like, I don't know, photos are like this decision. Having photos taken is a decision that where you are at this present moment is worth preserving. That. Mm-hmm. I am worth preserving right now, not when I lose 15 pounds, not when I like, you know, reach this new life event or like, you know, like, like what if you decided like right now you were worthy of being preserved? Um, and obviously that's like a deeper conversation and deeper concept, but I feel like it comes back to that self-worth as well. It's like a celebration. A photo is a celebration of like the, the now. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool. It is really cool. <laughs> Yeah, just cultivating that that habit of celebrating now instead of putting it off for later. Because if yeah. you're always putting it off for later, like it never happens. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Like how you are. It's a lesson like, I've learned. <laughs> what you're practicing all the time. So uh-huh. book a session with Lizzie. <laughs> you want. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I think people want to. I know I wanted to when I first saw you. Like, yeah, people want to. Yeah, I'm, like, always very, like, always very eager to, like, talk to the people who reach out and, like, say they appreciate my art. Like, it it means a lot to me when people even 
say hi. Um, I don't know. I love having like little, it's like sometimes posting is like, I'm throwing this piece of my heart into the abyss. I hope someone sees it and resonates uh, and enjoys it. Um, so yeah. Like feedback is the greatest gift, right? Yep. Um, it is. So, yeah. That's well, those are my links. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lizzie. Um, from the moment that we decided to do a podcast, I knew that we really wanted to interview you and that there would be a lot of great things to say. And I feel like they were all said. So mm-hmm. but probably more, more in season two. Oh, yeah. Once we talk about the illegal stuff. <laughs> I'll be back with a vengeance. I love you both so much thank you for starting conversations and for creating these spaces uh, for people to express and also spaces for people to listen be like that like tugs at my heartstrings or that makes Aww. me feel like mm-hmm. I understand you're both like such amazing and innovative and warm and special and you're like really pretty women I love you both thank you for having me yes love you love you too baby until next time